Welcome to the Win Daily Podcast. We are in week six. I got my man David Jones, Dan Weir on the line. How you guys doing? Good, great, man. Good. How you doing today? Good. How's those dogs doing, Joan? Yeah, She's they're good. just uh, <coughs> running yeah. around, barking it up. I'm sure they'll make an appearance tonight at some point. All right, good. So it's week six. I know David had a pretty big uh, week five, made some money. Um, and some GPPs. We hope to do the same in week six here. It looks like a pretty simple slate. We got some games off the main slate, which makes it a little bit more focused, a little bit more of a clean slate, but we do have injuries. So my first thing that I'm going to tell everybody, um, we're doing this podcast on Friday night. Uh, We got word today that Todd Gurley is most likely not going, so that gives a big boost to Malcolm Brown. We got questionable tags on Kittle. Questionable tags on Kamara. Um, There's a couple other guys I will mention as we go through uh, these lineups here to see who's in, who's out. But let's start with the first game. We're not going to talk about the game that's off the slate in Tampa and Carolina, but we're going to talk about Philadelphia and Minnesota. Um, A lot of people are going to try to get sneaky, play digs over Thielen. I think Thielen is the safe play here. Um, How do you feel about it, Dan? Uh, No, I agree with you as far as the digs and Thielen thing. Thielen is just seeing so much volume in the red zone. He's got a 42% red zone target share. Um, so I think he is the clear-cut option to go to. I just don't think Diggs really has a desire to play in Minnesota, so he probably won't play up to his ability until he gets what he wants. Uh, uh, Dave, what do you think about the two between Thielen and Diggs? Uh, I'm looking at FanDuel right now, and Thielen's my clear uh, favorite wide receiver on the team. I do get the Diggs love this week just because the price separation has gotten so large with him, and Diggs didn't do much last week. I know he doesn't want to be on the team, um, but he's on the team. And, I mean, they're going to have to throw it against his Philadelphia uh, defensive backfield. Adam Thielen also came down with an illness yesterday. I know they're saying he's better, but – uh, he, and he'll probably be fine for Sunday, but um, I don't, I don't mind taking the the Diggs punt. I don't think Thielen's going to go for two touchdowns again this week, um, so I, I don't mind Diggs. Okay. Anybody on the backside of this uh, Philadelphia Eagles receiving core? I know Jeffrey's probably got Howard covering him, so most people are going to fade him. I don't really believe in Aguilar. Is it the time to go back to Ertz here, or is it just you know get one receiver or maybe a Dalvin Cook here? and fade the Eagles side. I like the matchup with Ertz on the on the safety. I think that's probably your best bet. But outside of that, I guess you can go Jeffrey, but I really just don't think it's a spot you need to get to, for me personally. Yeah, I agree. Dave, anybody on the backside of this that you can run this team back with, or is it just a naked feeling or, or dick play for you? Yeah, I'm not too interested in running it back with any Eagles. There's too many other good spots. I don't mind Dalvin Cook, of course. I mean, he just keeps getting it done week in, week out. So, I mean, sometimes when these guys keep contributing, people just fade them because they think they're going to fall off. And I don't I don't know that I can do that with Cook. He's up in, like, my top five running backs. So, anyone else from this game, um, it, it'd be Cook or one of those receivers. I'm staying away from Cousins, too. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I can maybe, you know, on DraftKings, maybe get a couple shares of Cousins to Thielen or Cousins to Diggs. Because a Cousins to Diggs stack is very cheap, and his Eagles secondary is pretty porous. So I could attack it on DraftKings, but not really on FanDuel at that $7,000 price tag. 
Um, the game that I had some interest in, but with Kamara coming in hobbled, kind of lessens that a little bit for me. I like Kamara base, you know, versus these Jags after McCaffrey just lit him up. Um, Kamara was poised to have a big game, but now he's looking questionable. If he's out, then Murray's definitely in play. Um, Kamara was my only play from this game. I know DJ Shark is by facing off against Lattimore, so that doesn't look too appetizing to me. A lot of people are, you know, going after Fournette. He's going to be highly owned. I'm going to fade Fournette. Um, I'm not a big fan of Fournette. Dave, who do you got here? Yeah, so my my favorite high-priced running back I wrote up this week was Alvin Kamara. Just because the Jags are giving up a lot to uh, to opposing running backs, 5.5 yards per carry, um, and they've given up six touchdowns. But he did pop up with an ankle, uh, minor ankle injury. Look, I know he's still going to probably get to play, but you also have, uh, you know, his his backup uh, running back over there, uh, Lat Murray, can um, step into and get it done when Kamara can't. I might be backing off him a little bit um, just because of the injury. But over on the Jag side, I had DJ Chark last week who put up two touchdowns. That was awesome. Um, but and, and he keeps getting it done too, right? So you can play him. I know the coverage is going to be tough on him. A lot of people are giving uh, D.D. Westbrook some hype because you can get at New Orleans in the slot, and I get it. He was uh, you know, definitely a higher draft pick than Chark. And he's still contributing. I mean, last week he got 11 targets, seven receptions, and 82 yards. Just didn't get in the end zone. I think you can fall down to Didi here if you want to, you know, try and stack this game a little bit. But it's definitely not a priority. But I, I, I can do one off uh, Westbrook, Chark, or Kamara. So no, no Thomas, no Cook. Just it's Kamara or Bust here. I think so. I don't want to go back to Michael Thomas. He, I mean, I know he's going to get targeted a lot, but Teddy Bridgewater, I'm just not a, a big believer in, and he's not going to go for 182 again. I mean, I could see him getting close to 100, but his price tag's also getting up there too. And I don't know. There's a lot of wide receivers I like this week and just more elite spots, and I, I'm not going to have a lot of Michael Thomas, if any. Anybody you want to touch on, uh, Dan, from the Saints or the Jaguars side here? No, I'm pretty much on board with everything that David said. As far as Alvin Kamara injury goes, it kind of drew me away. And considering there's so much mid-range value on the slate for running backs and receivers alike, um, it makes it easy for me to to come away from that play. And then Michael Thomas, too. I mean, yeah, he's getting a 34% target share, which is number one in the NFL. Um, but again, you know, he's got Bridgewater under center, so... Definitely makes it less appealing, and Jalen Ramsey's back this week, so that defense is going to be a little better. All right, so let's spend the rest of the podcast talking about this game. you got the Texans versus the Chiefs. Pretty much everybody's playable in this game. Um, it looks like, to me, um, Watkins is most likely going to sit this one out. It looks like Tyreek Hill is back. This could be the bounce-back spot that we've been waiting for out of Travis Kelsey. He hasn't put up his monster you know, 2019 game yet, this could be it. And then, you know, I won't mention a guy's name. We'll let David talk about him. <laughs> but um, DeAndre Hopkins hasn't had a big bust-out game either. So he's probably coming in as the highest-owned player that I see at the slate. There's a couple other guys that are up there, but he's probably going to be the highest-owned receiver. So do we all go to David's boy um, and Will Fuller here, or do we go back to Hopkins because everybody <laughs> loves him? He's going to be 30, 40% owned. Watson versus Mahomes. Who wants the floor first? Dave, you want to talk about your boy Fuller or do you want to get on the Hopkins train? 
I'll, uh, I'll I'll talk about Fuller uh, first, just because you set me up so nicely for it. But there's a lot of plays in this game that I like. Uh, Will Fuller, I mean, of course he went off last week. Everyone knows it. Um, but he's been a guy I've been playing every week because his price is so cheap. And you can go back and look at game logs from last year. And when him and Hopkins are both in the game, I mean, it's about equal. I mean, there's no reason to pay up for Hopkins when you can get Fuller. Um, he also got 16 targets last week, three touchdowns. Yes, that's obvious. And the Chiefs' backfield, defensive backfield is not that great. Uh, they're like ranked about mid-tier right now, but they played some really bad quarterbacks. They played the Foles Minshew game. They've got Derek Carr, Matt Stafford, and Jacoby Brissett. I mean, they're they're worse than they look on paper right now. They also got Lamar Jackson in there that helps even it out a little bit. But also with these slates, I kind of like to pivot wide receivers too, like Watson feels like a guy that's going to want to dish it out to Fuller and Hopkins, and it can be, you know, Hopkins in his ear all week. You know, let, let's get me a, you know, a, a big game now too. So I'll, uh, I'm going to mix both of them in. Um, I like, I'm going to say I like them both equally, but you know, at cheaper price, you've got Fuller. And uh, as far as Watson goes, uh, he he's fine. I, I he's in my top six quarterbacks. I like him better at home. I think uh, you can pay up for Mahomes. Uh, a lot of people won't play him. He was hobbled around with his uh, injured ankle, but I think he's going to be just fine. He's got his number one wide receiver back, and you can throw on Houston. So uh, Mahomes, uh, Hill, and uh, Kelsey. What, what do you got, Dan? Uh, get out of my brain, bro. It's pretty much the same for me. Will Fuller, uh, he's number one in deep targets in the league with 12, um, and he's just, you know, two spots for me that I, that I like equally with Fuller and Hopkins. So I'm going to have exposure to both. Uh, I feel the same about Watson. There's just, you know, a couple other quarterbacks that I have a lot of interest in. And um, I will have some shares of Mahomes uh, along with Hill with him coming back. And both of these secondaries are, you know, fairly weak. So it should be a high scoring game, probably similar to what we saw uh, with the Falcons a week ago. Let me guys ask you guys a question here. And Dave, you go first. So one of the subs before I got on the podcast, nice guy hit me up in Slack, and he was asking me some questions, and he's asking me about stacks. Um, mm-hmm. so I gave him an example of this game. So he asked, you know, is it, is it your typical, you know, one wide receiver quarterback and running back with one wide receiver on the backside type of situation, or do you need to get more from a game? So I was trying to explain to him, like, listen, man, I don't have a crystal ball. There's times where it works with one quarterback, two receivers, and a, and a running back coming back a wide receiver coming back. But I think this game could set up where, you know, sometimes last year worked out. It hasn't really popped off so far this year that I've seen. But yeah, it's yeah. worked in the past with the the one two two where it's one quarterback, Hopkins and, say, Fuller on one side, and then running it back with Hill and Kelsey. Do you guys see that as a potential in your, in your GPPs, your million maker lines, maybe running back, you know, five guys from this game, you know, including one of the quarterbacks? I don't, I don't know if I, I – I don't like to stack in NFL that much. I like to stack my quarterback with wide receivers, maybe two, but you got to just nail it. And then one coming back makes sense, but I don't usually go far over that. I don't see that winning except maybe once or twice a year, and it's not going to be on that game that everyone's going to stack, in my opinion. Like, so everyone knows Houston, Kansas City is going to have a ton of points, but there's going to be so little variance in that game. To me, the games that wouldn't you stack the whole thing would be like if something, you know, I don't know, like Philly, Minnesota went off, right? Um, which it's not going to. But 
it, I don't know. I mean, I, stacking, not really my thing. I don't know. I hope I answered your question. Yeah, you got an opinion on that or not? <clears throat> uh, I mean, I'm pretty pretty much the same for me. Like, when I, what I consider a stack is, like, a QB receiver and a QB and a tight end. But outside of that, I really don't like to stack, too, because just the odds of, you know, getting both those guys going off are highly unlikely. It just doesn't happen on a week-to-week basis. So I stick to my formula, and it, and it works for me for the most part. So... Yeah. That's I kind of agree, but I typically, you know, um, I I try to run it back with one guy from the opposite team too. So like I usually, if I was to stack this game, I would probably force in Wat Watson with either Hopkins or Fuller, and then run it back with either Tyreek or Kelsey. You know, in my GPPs, but it worked a lot more last year. I haven't seen it pop up yet this year because we didn't really have any explosive explosive game yet. Where it went to, you know, if if last week if one of those touchdowns went went to Hopkins instead of Fuller, it could have worked on that one. But it just happened to be that Fuller got all three, and it didn't work out. So um, I think you can play out both ways. But I think traditionally you guys are right, where just that one combination that's all that's needed, um, because the, the the chances of it popping off with two, you know, the the, the odds go down. Let's talk hey, do, about, do we need to one talk of the highest scoring games now? To, you, got, you got something you want to say? Yeah, sorry. I was just going to say, do we need to touch on Byron Pringle? I mean, is anyone going to play this guy? He's, I mean, he's showing not, decent ownership. He's like 13% ownership right now, which with Tyreek Hill back, I don't, I'm not crazy about it. I don't play, yeah, I, I would say a hard no. I would, to play Robinson, I would play Robinson over Pringle. I think it with Watkins out. Robinson will probably be the the slept on guy, and you saw what he did a couple times already. That's the guy I would lean on. Yeah, I don't play Pringle in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Um, any love for Carlos Hyde there or Duke Johnson? Are these guys ever going to break out and be you know sufficient? Maybe you know vultures from touchdowns. Nah, no. <laughs> All right, just asking some listeners out there that might want to know. So um, let's go to the boring game now. You got the Redskins versus the Dolphins. Um, I love the Redskins defense here. I think they're they're set up nicely. Um, Dolphins defense even makes sense. Um, you get a discount on both of them, so why not have them? Um, outside of that, I don't mind Adrian Peterson at the right price. I think you know game script says Redskins going to win the game. He's really cheap. He's pretty much min salary on both sides. Chris Thompson makes a little bit more sense on DraftKings. Uh, Terry, if you guys want to talk about Terry, I'm not going to really target him too much, but he's going to get most of the, you know, the receiving options here. And I see some hype around Preston Williams a little bit, but not really for me. Do you guys have any thoughts about Adrian Peterson and, uh, Chris Thompson here? I mean, I kind of like the insurance from, uh, I think Bill Cowley is his name, the guy that's filling in, uh, Filling in for head coach, he he's already emphasized that he wants to involve Adrian Peterson more in the offense. So that gives me some interest there, specifically on DraftKings, just because of where he's priced. Uh, he's only forty five hundred, and with David Johnson looking like he's going to play, uh, that kind of takes away my Edmonds play. So Peterson kind of slides right in there for a cheap punt for me. Um, I'm not crazy about either defense; uh, they're just horrible across the board. Negative 32.3 DVOA for the Redskins. Negative 90.9% for the Dolphins. They're two of the worst in the NFL. Um, right in there with with Cincinnati. So, um, 
I don't know, man. I think it's going to be a crap fest. I, I think McLaren's viable if you want to go there. He's a little expensive for my taste on FanDuel. I don't like the price. I just think there's better options in that range. On the Dolphin side, they're a guy that I've really only considered as another running back, and that was Kenyon Drake. Uh, both of these teams are giving up you know, over 140 yards on the ground per game. So, yeah, pretty much just the running backs. I'm a little uncertain about the defense. Maybe the Redskins, but I'm not completely sold on it. What do you think? Yeah, think, so, yeah, so I, like I wrote a, I wrote my article on a Tuesday, and I wrote up Kenyon. Well, I listed Kenyon Drake, and I thought like people would just think I'm crazy, but I'm hearing everyone say Kenyon Drake. It's 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 strange to me. The the reason I picked him is because they had two weeks off, and not, what they're doing is not working. They should try and get. Kenyon Drake the ball more. I mean, uh, Kalen Balazs is just not it. So Kenyon Drake's the number one, and they need to figure out a way to beat this team and the Washington Redskins, who are terrible too. Um, I know Case Keenum's back, uh, so that gives me a little more interest in McLaurin. I I, I don't. I, I might have him on like five percent of my lineup. Sprinkle him in. There are better spots that I like this week. Um, aside from that, I agree with the Adrian Peterson call. The the new coach is saying they want to run the ball more. And Adrian Peterson, I mean, this is probably his last year. And he, I mean, he's going to want to put up an, uh, another big game. And I guess against, uh, you know, Wash or the uh, Dolphins, he thinks he might be able to do that. Um, as far as the defenses go, Redskins and Dolphins, I don't really like road defenses. It, it hasn't worked out for me so well this year, but it worked for me last year. So I, I'm not really on the Redskins, even though they're playing the Dolphins. I might regret that. Um, the Dolphins I had a little interest in just because they're so cheap and they've had two weeks off. Uh, and Washington's terrible. So that's that's about all I got for that game. Yeah, I think, you know, Washington's terrible, but I think, you know, they, they, fa- they face better teams. They haven't faced anybody as weak as you know the yeah, Dolphins yeah. and I think Keenum's back you know that secures something they they were just throwing the ball around and it has been a, a shit show to say the least with their matchups you know they face Chicago Dallas Philly New England it's not like they had any really easy or cake matchups and their defense has been kind Good of point. behind the eight ball with all these picks interceptions fumbles stuff like that so like I think that I think they're playable. I, I I would prefer them if they're at home, but I do think the Redskins' defense is playable. Um, now we got another, what looks to be a blowout. Um, you got the Redskins. I mean, uh, the the Bengals going into Baltimore. Uh, good bounce back spot for Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, Mark Andrews. I'm pretty much done playing Marquise Brown, so I guess he's going to go off this week. Uh, <laughs> but I don't really want anything to do with him. Mark Ingram is the the clear play for me here. If you don't go to Lamar Jackson to Mark Andrews, I like Mark Andrew, Ingram. I think he's the safest play of this this matchup. Tyler Board makes some sense, but I still got that stereotypical Ravens defense in my head. I know they kind of got lit up a couple times, but I think they pressure Dalton, get in his head a little bit. I can play some Boyd. I'm not going to get sucked back into Auden Tate. Never again on Tyler Eifert. Um, so it's maybe some shares of Boyd if I go really deep. Um, Lamar Jackson shares, Mark Andrews shares, but the guy I really like in this game is Mark Ingram. Dan, you're from Baltimore area. Tell me about this game. How do you see it lining up? Uh, so in in the past, the Bengals have been extremely good against the Ravens. I think they're eight for their last nine against us. They've just 
they've yeah. had our number, but this is a totally different team we're looking at. They're right around the Redskins in terms of total DVOA at negative 39.8%. Um, so they're one of the worst in the league. They don't score a lot of points. They give up a lot of points. So it's a recipe for disaster with them. And they are on their fifth uh, left tackle this season. Uh, so their offensive line is in really bad shape. They're not getting a lot of yards on the ground. I don't really see them doing it against the Ravens as bad as the Ravens have been. I do see them tightening it up. Um, I know I know Tony Jefferson was a big blow for them, but just overall the Bengals have just been so bad. And and on the offensive side for the Ravens, you know the Bengals given up uh, at the second worst in the league next to the Dolphins. 167 yards per game on the ground. So I can easily see, you know, Lamar Jackson is probably a great cash play this week just because of the upside with 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 his running. So I could see him getting easily over 100 yards, maybe a touchdown, and then obviously the safest play on the board in this game and probably one of the better plays on the slate is Mark Ingram. I uh, didn't quite get the yardage output I wanted. He did sneak in for a touchdown last week, but he did play a tough-nosed uh, Pittsburgh defense um, who's made a lot of improvements over the last few weeks. So I like the matchup a lot here. Uh, Andrews lines up well, as well as Brown. I don't know how much exposure I'm going to get to the receivers. Um, it's not a priority for me, but I'm definitely going to have Lamar in some lineups, uh, Ingram. And then uh, I do like some of the lower range defenses, but the Ravens are okay. I just, uh, I think the 5K is probably a little steep, uh, even with the matchup. Uh, David, is there anyone you like from this game? Uh, yeah, I mean, you broke that down pretty well. Uh, Marquise Brown popped up with a little ankle in- injury. Is is that anything, Dan? Do you know anything about that? Or yeah, it's just it's what he was dealing with in that uh, in the game against the Steelers. He came down awkwardly on that touchdown grab, um, and it, uh-huh. he was nursing it going into the second half. So I know he's been on on and off this week, but he did manage to log a full practice today. So I feel good about him going into Sunday. I think he will play regardless, um, and I think they'll definitely need him just to draw coverage away and, and keep the defense honest. So Brown should play. And I, and I do like him for a bounce back spot this week. I, I, he's just the clear cut number one guy on this team. Yeah. He's, he's the clear cut number one for sure. I'm probably with Jay on this one that I, I, I don't know. He's just not doing it. I mean, I know he got a touchdown last week, but only 22 yards. He just had that big breakout performance. I mean, he's still a rookie wide receiver, even against the Bengals. There's just, I'm really concentrated on a few wide receiver spots this week. And I don't think I'm going to be on him. I'm looking down here at Willie Sneed. Willie Sneed last week, 51 yards week before that 61 yards week before that 47 yards sprinkled a touchdown in there. Um, he's only $5,000. I don't know what he is on DraftKings. He's probably cheaper than that. Yeah, um, but it looks like he's a part of the offense. How much is he on DK? Anyone have it pulled up? He's uh, 5500 on DK. It might be a little much. might be a little much. Um, but I do like uh, Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, of course, Mark Andrews. If uh, Brown's a little bit hobbled, then Mark Andrews should get more uh, more of the um, passing game. Um, they should they should beat the Bengals here, I would think. Hopefully they uh, can start breaking that streak a little bit. But, again, another game I'm not too interested in, and I'm not going back to Boyd this week. I only like him at home. And I'm not going to Tate this week because, I don't know, I just don't, you know, I'm just not a big believer in Tate. So, I'm besides Ingram and Lamar, I'm probably staying away from this game. Yeah, I agree. Um, now a guy that's pretty – it's popping up in some ownership reports that I'm seeing a lot of people talking about him, Tyra Lockett. Seattle Seahawks going against the Cleveland Browns. I will not have shares of Baker Mayfield. As much as people think that Odell is really good at football, 
and the Seattle's defense is bad. I'm probably going to fade Odell. You know, I think people are in better spots, proving with a better quarterback, better system, better everything. So I'm going to pretty much stay away from the Cleveland Brown side. I like Carson. I like Lockett. Um, not really going to play Disley here. Russell Wilson is playable. I think he's kind of sneaky because he's kind of expensive, coming off some good games. Uh, he's probably in the top 10 somewhere, but I'm not going to have too many shares of him. So I'll probably sprinkling some Lockett shares, some Carson shares, some Wilson shares. Um, how do you guys feel about Cleveland? you guys jumping on his Odell bandwagon and, and giving him another shot here, or are you fading him? I'm uh, I'm done getting burned by Odell, I think, for now. I, I think I need to see some more out of him. Despite how bad the Seahawks have been against the pass, allowing over 270 yards a game, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to get there. If I have any interest in this game, it's definitely on the Seattle side. Uh, Carson is actually in my write-up. I do, I do like him a lot. I know he was dealing with a shoulder injury earlier in the week, but he got the all clear today, so he's good to play. I think he's a good mid option. I don't, I don't think he's a guy you need to prioritize getting in your lineups, but I definitely think he's a guy you should have in your pool for GPPs. And then I do think Tyler Lockett's well, just based on sheer volume. You know, he's the number one guy on this team, and uh, Metcalf just isn't really getting it done. I know, I know he's had a you know a couple good spurts here and there, but I still think Lockett is the guy if you want to go with anybody. And then certainly Russell Wilson is a good option. You get him at a really low ownership, but I, I would reserve him strictly for tournament play. And Steve, go ahead. I know you're going to talk about Odell here. Uh, you played him in yeah. the showdown. You were hyping him up. You're going to definitely ride him again here, aren't you? Yeah, well, no, I don't think so, man. I'm not playing any Odell. I might throw him in one in the million maker because I didn't. Are people playing him? I didn't realize that people were talking about him. Hearing some people playing him, I don't think they're playing him as much as Hopkins, but I wouldn't be surprised if people play him at like 15%, 20%. It is a shorter slate with some buys and, you know, stuff like that. I, I think he probably ends up being 10 to 15%. Maybe he jumps up to 20% if some injuries, you know, shake out a little bit, but. Right now, I'm seeing him around like 15%. I don't want him. I don't believe in Mayfield. Man, there's, there's nothing really here for me on this Cleveland side as much as it, it stands to be a good game. Maybe Chubb is sneaky, but I don't know. Yeah, too many, yeah struggles. I'm not a... too many struggles on the offensive line for me, for my taste personally. That's just me. Yeah, yeah I'm not on Odell. I do like Lockett a lot. I mean, he's a big play guy versus a bad Cleveland Browns defensive backfield. Chris Carson was my number one write-up for, uh, like, mid-price running backs. Uh, Cleveland just gave up three to, to the running back, three touchdowns to the running back for San Francisco. And Carson, I mean, he gets the ball a ton. He got it 27 times last week, 22 the week before that. He's going to get a handful of targets. The opportunity is going to be there. It's just what's he going to do with it. Um, so I do like Carson a lot. Wilson, you can play Wilson, but don't play him on the same team as Carson because I think Wilson pays off if Carson doesn't pay off because he can kind of vulture a touchdown away from him. So I do like both Wilson and and uh, Carson, but not on the same team. And that's all I got. Gotcha, gotcha. So um, now the elephant in the room, Todd Gurley is not going to play most likely on Sunday. Um, Malcolm Brown is going to be filling in for him. If he is, he's probably going to be the highest owned player of the slate. Um, he's going to be pretty much min salary on both sides. Game script and Vegas as the Rams winning this game by three or four in a close game, potential shootout. I think the 49ers can win this game outright. 
Um, I wouldn't mind, you know, getting the points, three and a half, four, whatever you can get it, and bet the 49ers here. Um, the Rams haven't looked like the same team as they did last year. Um, and with Gurley out, I think Malcolm Brown's a great play. I think he's safe for cash. I think he's a good filler for GPPs. You can't really go wrong here. You know, with the Rams projected to score four touchdowns, he's the starting running back. He's minimum salary. Chances are he's better than Wayne Gallman. Um, good matchup. He'll get you one or two touchdowns here. So Malcolm Brown probably becomes the safest play of the slate. And I'll have my shares there. Um, I don't know what to do on the, on the 49ers side. There's, they're running like a four running back set. They're running the ball a lot. They haven't had to throw the ball too much. But this might be the game to maybe take a sneaky share of Jimmy, maybe with a Marquise Goodwin or a Debo Samuel. George Kittle popped up as questionable. If he gets a full go, you know, and he has no injury tag going into Sunday, I don't mind a, a Garoppolo to Kittle stack, you know, maybe running back with Malcolm Brown here. Um, Dan, what are you feeling here? Do you, do you trust any of these running backs out of the 49ers? Do you know which wide receiver is going to go off? Um, Malcolm Brown is the, the easy play. Who else do you like from this game, though? Um, <clears throat> pretty much, for the most part, staying away from this game just based on how they match up against each other. You've got the third-best team in the league at getting to the quarterback versus the third-best offensive line and protecting the quarterback. And um, for the 49ers running backs, I know they, they have a crazy timeshare as it is, and now they have fullback Kyle Juszczyk out for four to six weeks with MCL sprain, and he's really, really good with the run blocking. That's that's a big part of the reason why they've been so effective on the ground, so I think they're going to feel that. And if it just so happens that Kittle is go, does go down, which I don't think he does, that that's going to be a, an even bigger reinforcement of why you shouldn't play the running game. Um, and even with Kittle, I know they'll probably scheme him, scheme him a little more for run blocking, but he just can't get to those assignments like Juszczyk can, and he's he's just probably the best in the league at what he does. On the Rams side, I, I do see Malcolm Brown. He's coming in at ridiculous 40% ownership. So um, possibly chalk you want to eat, but it's it's a really, really tough defensive matchup. Uh, the 49ers just really, really aren't giving up much at all, and they've, you know, they've got 13 sacks on the year, so they look good. Um, I guess Malcolm Brown is probably the only spot I'm going to get to. I'm not getting a ton of uh, interest in the receivers. Uh, yeah, um, I'm not on this game uh, big either. I think it's going to be low scoring. We've got some injuries on both sides. Um, I, I'm not a, a Garoppolo in the 49ers. They keep winning. I, I credit a lot of that to their defense. I don't think you're going to see three touchdowns from the running backs again. You, you have to take some shots on Malcolm Brown at 4,800 on FanDuel. If he's starting and going to get 15, 20 carries, I mean, he doesn't even have to score a touchdown to pay off that price, quite honestly. Uh, you can get it from somewhere else. And then we've also got Brandon Cooks uh, in concussion protocol. I'm not sure. Uh, is, is he going to play? Does anyone know? I haven't seen anything that indicates he wouldn't. Yeah, I haven't. He, he looks like he's limited. Um Went through some walkthroughs, participate. Yeah, it looks like he's practicing but needs to clear concussion protocol before he can return. So that changes stuff for sure. You know, if he's out too, then I'll I'll possibly jump on Cupper Woods. I'll I'll pick one of them and go with it because they've already got a a ton of targets as is. If Cooks is out, I do like Cupper Woods there. But maybe that'll that'll help me get off Malcolm Brown a little bit against his good defense. do you think the 49ers win this game outright, or do you think the Rams win? 
I think the Rams probably win, but I think they keep uh, 49ers keep it competitive. I'll give you a punt wide receiver if you just want to get weird on some Millie Maker teams. It's Marquise Goodwin. The uh, the Rams have not looked good against the receiver. They can stop the run, but they really can't stop the receiver. They've given up some big performances this year, and Marquise Goodwin is a big play receiver. Um, he's only 5,200. And look, he's not one of my favorite guys. I put him as a deep punt in my article. But uh, I just want to get him on record and say if you're looking for a guy down there, then you can use him. I'm going I'm to touch on one more thing real quick, too, worth noting. Aqib Tlaib is out this week, so the Rams are short. They're probably one of the rest, uh, best cornerbacks in the game. So, Look, in the, in the close games he's played, you know, he, he threw for three touchdowns versus Cincinnati in a kind of a back-and-forth game. Um, in a game against Pittsburgh, 277. You know, with the touchdown, he hasn't had like a, a major, major game, a big game. Um, but this could be the game because the Rams defense has been getting lit up by everybody. So and Vegas has it as a 50 point total. You guys think the Rams are going to win. I think that the, the Niners probably win this game. But if they're going to lose this game, the Rams going to score. If Vegas is even close, you know, to 50 points. Um, that means Jimmy's going to be throwing the ball. They can't run the ball. The reason why they've been running the ball so much is because they had a lead pretty much right. in every game. Um, I think this could be a sneaky spot for Jimmy, and I like the good one. It's either going to be Goodwin or, or Samuel, or maybe it's Kittle, you know, who's not really that injured, who's been practicing, but comes in queue. Maybe he's a, he's the guy that attacks this. But I think this yeah, game does have sneaky fun. shootout potential, man. Yeah, I like Kittle a lot too. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to get to fifty. I might take the under on that game. But um, Garopp, I do like the Garoppolo Millie Maker call. He's he's probably going to have to pass it if I think the Rams are going to win, and I don't like the Rams uh, defense. Okay, um, this is probably the second, you know, most targeted game here. The Falcons going against the Cardinals. Both defenses are really bad. Um, Matt Ryan's got a ton of options to throw the ball here. This game's coming in at a fifty-two over/under here with Atlanta. Winning the game by two or three on the road. Um, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and my favorite player of the Falcons, the safest one, I think, is Austin Hooper. But he's probably going to be the highest-owned tight end. He's expensive, so if for whatever reason Hooper does not have a big game, uh, this could be a good spot to fade him. But I'm going to have you know probably him in my main lineup, probably in 40%, 50% of my lineups. You know, When I get into these deeper GPP games, um, I'll probably come off him a little bit here and there. But, you know, it's a short slate. Um, Hooper's safe. Cardinals can't cover a tight end. And then on the backside of things, we got to watch out for David Johnson. Looks like he's going to play, but he's not playable in my eyes as much as you want to play him. And it's probably going to be a timeshare between him and Chase Edmonds. If we do get word of David Johnson's out, Chase Edmonds be pretty much a lock in my yep. lineup. Yep. So I think he's yeah. safe for anybody on the slate if Johnson is out, because just like the Cardinals can't cover the tight end, the Falcons can't cover the running back too well. Um, so it becomes a great spot for Edmonds. I think Larry Fitzgerald at 5.6 on FanDuel is way too cheap. Um, so I think he's in a good spot as well. Uh, which side do you guys like? I know, Dave, you're from Atlanta, so you shoot first here. Yes, uh, I love Matt Ryan. He's my top quarterback. He's thrown for over 300 yards. Uh, each game, uh, he's got a plethora of wide receivers to throw to. The Falcons do not have a running game. 
Uh, and he, he's just my number one. I mean, Arizona's bad against the pass. Uh, I think he's going to throw for like 350, 400 here. Julio's my top target. He hasn't gone off in a couple weeks, but versus Arizona, he's going to, and just like a must-win game, they're just going to have to funnel him the ball. And the issue becomes with cheaper wide receivers. You've got uh, Muhammad Sanu and Calvin Ridley. There's a lot to choose from. I'd lean Ridley. Uh, I just like him more. He's a, a touch t- cheaper, so I'd take him. But I'm also going to lock in Austin Hooper in my main lineup, no doubt about it. Just target Arizona Cardinals defense. And I know Tyler Eifert didn't do much of anything last week, but I still saw someone with uh, him on the team win $100,000. So just tar- keep targeting the Arizona Cardinals defense. Play Hooper, play Ryan, and I think you play Julio this week. Danny, you got anybody on the Cardinals that you like? Um, no, I'm pretty much on board with the Falcons. They're my number one play this week. I, I If... I'm playing tournaments this week, and I'm playing heavier than usual as far as MMEs go. So I will have exposure to the Cardinals just based on the game pace. I mean, two of the top teams in the NFL in terms of offensive pace. So I do high-scoring game, and given how much the Falcons give up on defense, I don't necessarily believe in Kyler Murray, but I do like the pieces around him. I do like Larry Fitzgerald. I think he's reasonably priced and comes in at you know fairly decent ownership. Um, and then I know Christian Kirk is back, but uh, he, he's still hobbled, so I don't know if I'm going to get there. I'm, I was really hoping David Johnson was out. The Chase Evans play was just looking awesome with how fast he is. But um, outside of those, man, maybe maybe a Murray to Fitzgerald correlation for like a Millie Maker lineup. But outside of that, my main focus is on the Falcon side. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, we got two more games on the main slate here. A game that, you know, I'm not – targeting too heavily here is the Broncos playing at home against the Titans. I know some people are talking up Derrick Henry. I found myself not playing either of these two teams much. You know, maybe some Cortland Sutton shares. Um, there's time shares all around. There's bad quarterbacks all around. Um, I don't really want to talk much about this, this this game here, but you tell me, do you guys like Derrick Henry a lot more than I do, or maybe Philip Lindsay or Sutton or Sanders? Um, Dan, what do you think about this game? Uh, I think it's a bad game to target overall. Um, the only thing really going on the Denver side is, is Tennessee just lines up bad against tight ends. So if you need like a cheap punt tight end, you're trying to pay down, I think no offense, a decent option. We all know Joe Flacco likes to go to his tight end. So at home, possibly some red zone targets. He gets a you know 30 yards and a touchdown. He pays off that 2.9K salary on uh, DraftKings. Uh, but these two teams, uh, Tennessee averages 19.6 points a game. Uh, Denver is averaging 18 points a game. So it's going to be a low-scoring game. Two two good defenses. The Broncos, as, as much as they have given up in a couple games on the ground, I, I do see improvements. I do think they're going to play well. I think Derrick Henry's playing. It, yeah, they're playing in Denver, so he, you get that air effect up there. So I think it's a little bit going to be a little bit tough for him. So. Maybe some tournament lines, but overall, just not drawing a ton of interest here outside of maybe the Broncos defense. Yeah, I, I would play. I like Henry here. I was liking him at the beginning of the week. Uh, the Broncos aren't bad on defense. I think they had a, a game where they gave up three touchdowns, but uh, Derrick Henry's just a, a, a hoss. He, he can move it through there. That's the only play on this game I like. I want to touch real quick. I didn't get to mention Kyler Murray. I wrote him up too and feel like I should. Um, the past two weeks on DraftKings, uh, the quarterback who's faced Atlanta Falcons has been on the Millie Maker winning team, and that was Marcus Mariota and Deshaun Watson, who threw five touchdowns last week, so I'm taking some punts on him. 
I just had to go back and touch on it. But yeah, I got nothing, nothing, no love for Tennessee Denver game. Total fade, pretty much. Okay, no, it makes sense to me. Um, last game of the main slate: Cowboys versus the Jets. Ezekiel has been basically letting everybody down. He's going to come in as one of the highest owned in our running backs of the slate. Amari Cooper to me is in a better spot, but this this Cowboys team hasn't been paying off. You know, the, the weeks that it makes more sense to play Zeke, Cooper's gone off. The weeks is more, you know, it makes more sense to play Cooper. It's been the other way around. I think I lean Cooper here, you know, at lower ownership versus a weak, you know, secondary of the Jets. I like the fact that Darnold's playing. Maybe they can stay in the game a little bit longer now. So that gives Cooper a bump. Um, I think Gallup is kind of playable as well. Zeke's the obvious choice. You know, he should, you know, have the rock in his hand in the third and fourth quarter, pounding it, you know, going for 100 yards, maybe getting two touchdowns, maybe having his breakout game in, you know, versus Jets in New York. Um, I hear people talking about Le'Veon Bell, maybe on DraftKings, but I'm not going to play him too much. Maybe in a in a game stack, you know, with Prescott, Cooper, and – you throw a share of Le'Veon Bell in there. I think the sneaky play on the on the Jets side of things is Jameson Crowder. He was open, you know, a lot this last couple of weeks, but Luke Falk wasn't throwing him the ball, wasn't finding him open. So maybe with Darno back, he makes sense. It's a tough game to peg. It looks like the Cowboys should win easy. It should be a Ezekiel and Cooper getting most of the play. And then you got to find somebody on the Jets offense to run it back with. I think. It's Jameson Crowder, and it's a fate of Le'Veon Bell for me. But I know he's going to be highly owned. He's been getting a lot of targets. So on DraftKings, I might have a share or two, but I'm not too happy about it. Um, Dave, what do you think here? I'm thinking uh, – I think Michael Gallup might be my Will Fuller call for this week. I think uh, Michael Gallup is in a, an elite spot. He is cheap. He's at 6,100. He's played three games this season. He's got over 100 yards in two of them. Every week, if you've had him in your lineup, he's paid off. Um, and the Jets are kind of getting burned by uh, wide receiver twos. There's going to be a lot more coverage on Amari. I mean, he's probably getting double covered. All the focus will be on him. They'll leave Gallup open. And uh, I, I don't know. I just like it. It's just I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling Michael Gallup. I'm not big on Zeke. Uh, he's a little too expensive for not doing too much this year. He, I've played him a lot and got burned by him. And I think you can pay down at running back. And as far as Lev Bell goes, uh, he should be on the field 100% of the time. I'd play him on DraftKings because of the uh, the um, the P- one-point PPR. He's going to catch some passes, too. But on FanDuel, I'm off him. And then in my top six quarterbacks, I do have Dak Prescott. Well, I like to play him more at home, but he's also a guy. I mean, the entire offense funnels through him. Obviously, he's the quarterback, but he can you know tuck and run it if he needs to, too, and rush in for a touchdown. There's only been one week where he hasn't scored over 23 fantasy points. And uh, I think he's going to be really low-owned versus a bad Jets defense. So give me Dak, give me Gallup, and uh, Cooper if you can afford to pay up. But those are uh, those are my three guys from that game. Yeah, what are you thinking? Uh, so, yeah, and the Jets are missing three key, key defensive guys. We already knew that C.J. Mosley's been out. Uh, now they have Henry Anderson out on the D-line. And then another D lineman that's out. So they're going to be hurting. And then last week, Tyrone Smith was out, uh, the best, probably the, le- the best left tackle in the NFL. 
So that hurt the Cowboys in terms of the run game. So I do think Elliott's in a better spot, but I do agree with David as far as pricing on the running backs go and the spots that they're in. I just think there's too many guys in the mid-price range that I like that are in better spots, and I think they can just you know, crush their salaries in comparison to what Elliott can do, and just not to mention – um, you know, the output we've got from him in the last few weeks. Um, if I'm going to go after anybody, Amari Cooper is in a great spot. Um, he's a guy I'm looking at, but I do like Michael Gallup a lot. I think he provides a, a, a decent salary um, and can be easily paid off. So he'll he'll have my attention as far as value receivers go. As far as the Jets side go, I was, I was interested in Le'Veon Bell early in the week. I, I do like him with Sam Darnold back but I just don't necessarily think this is the spot for them today. Um, this Dallas defense is halfway decent, so um, pretty much a fade for me on the Jets side. I, I'm just not feeling the need to roster any of these guys. I don't think they're going to take down a tournament for me or anything. All right. Yeah, I think you know there's there's some potential here. I can see a sneaky Jameson Crowder. He got a ton of targets in week one when, you know, uh, Darnell was there. So I think, you know, as a deep punt for uh, a million maker, it makes some sense, um, but it would have to be something really deep, really forced in. So um, Dave had a suggestion. He wants. Is it to- uh, Robbie? An- is it Robbie Anderson week? It's Crowder or Anderson who's going to catch the ball. They're going to have to throw the ball. They're going to be down most of the game. Um, Zeke should be running the ball. You know, Cooper's going to get his action. They got to throw it, but they can't just keep dumping the ball levy on, which they did because. You know, their past quarterback couldn't really do much. With Darno back, you know, Crowder in week one against the Bills, which I think are a better defense than, you know, the Cowboys here. He got 17 targets, you know, 14 receptions for, you know, 17 uh, uh, points on Fandle. So that's a great game for pretty much min salary. But I'm pretty sure Robbie Anson wasn't there, you know, week one. So there's a lot of ifs here. Um, but I can see one of these games. Actually, no, Robbie Anderson did play in week one. So, you know, it looked like Crowder going in was his number one target. And if that remains true, if he gets a 12, 13 target game, he could put up 100 yards and a touchdown somehow. Yeah, I don't know. Way, way deep punt. But I just remember Robbie Anderson biting me once every season. So, I don't know. Just throwing him out there. Yeah, no, there's a possibility either of these guys do it. Um, we just don't know which one. So um, Dave had an idea, you know, trying to build a quick lineup or portions of a lineup. We don't have to build the whole thing, but maybe put in like, you know, the first six, seven spots. So you guys down to build one? Yeah, let's do it. Yes, sir. All right. So I'm going to hop on FanDuel now. You guys want to go? To- I, I've, got, dra- oh, I've got DraftKings up if you want to do one on FanDuel, one on DraftKings. All right. Let's start FanDuel first. I have it up already. Um, so how do you want to go about quarterback? We, we kind of want to lay out quarterback first here for everybody. I think, you know, if we're looking at the top five quarterbacks, I think we're talking about Mahomes, Watson, Matt Ryan. Um, those are the top three. And then it gets a little bit, you know, muddied a little bit. Lamar Jackson's there. Uh, I think Russell Wilson's there. I think Jimmy G or Kirk Cousins could be sneaky down bottom, but that's about it. Who do you guys want to play? Matt Ryan, Watson, Mahomes. Who are you thinking? Matty Ice. Yeah, sure. Matt Ryan. So are we pairing Ryan with Julio or, or Ridley? Hooper and Julio Jones. Yeah, I would 
Definitely Hooper, and hopefully we can fit Julio in there. Yeah, I love. All him. right, so let's try to do it with Hooper and Julio. Are we locking Malcolm Brown at his cheap price tag of how cheap is he on Fanduel? Forty-eight hundred. Yeah. Okay. So, do we want to run anything back in Arizona? We got Ryan with two receivers right now. Do we want to run it back with a cheap Fitz, or are we not liking Fitz here? Uh, I mean, I do like Fitz a lot. Um, he's cheap down there. I don't think he's going to get two touchdowns, but, I mean, he's going to get targeted seven, eight times. He should break ten easy. I mean, yeah, he's safe. I, I'm fine with Fitzgerald. What do you think, Dan? Yeah, I agree. I think he's just got a really safe floor here. And uh, like we talked about earlier, it's just uh, this is going to be a high-scoring game, two bad defenses. So I do like Fitzgerald here. I think Kirk's a little hobbled still, so I think he's the play. And then if DJ is, you know, a little hobbled himself, then they're going to focus more on the passing game. And like I said earlier, I mean, quarterbacks and receivers just tear up the Falcons. So it makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. All right. So um, do we want shares of this Houston-Kansas City game? Do we want Will Fuller? Do you want Tyree Kill? Do you want anybody else from this game here? I think if we go anybody, we go Fuller. Just uh, I don't think it's feasible to get Hopkins in there. I know he's in a good spot. We can try and see what we got left, but uh, go Fuller. But, you have sixty six hundred left. Uh, Dan, what's your favorite defense of of the slate? Oh, man, this, this has been the tough one I've been fighting with this week, man. But I think I think the call for me is the Ravens. I just don't I don't see Cincinnati being able to get it done. It, it, you know, I know I know I know the Browns gave them a fit, but I th- I think the Ravens are able to get it done this week. Do we want? Yeah. To- for the Ravens D or do you have somebody else down low Dave the, the only the only other guys that I would consider down low I guess we could we could possibly go Redskins but outside of that there's really not a lot of appealing defenses this week yeah I think uh I put in the write-up too I mean you have to nail the defense there's no just like nut spot for defense so I think you can pay down and all around and pick someone no one else is going to pick but Ravens, I think we have the salary for it, especially if we're playing Fuller. So at five thousand, I like Baltimore at home. You know the Bengals suck, so uh, I don't know. Let's put them in and see what else we can fit in there. <laughs> All right. So if we do go Seattle, or let me see here. I mean, uh, we do go to Ravens here. We, we have seventy five hundred. We have room to play here. So um, who do you guys really like in a running back here? I like Kamara going in, but now he's got this ankle problem, so it kind of worries me. So let's not go there. Do we want to pair up our defense with a running back of Mark Ingram? Oh yeah, yeah, I like Ingram. Dude, we can wrap this lineup right now. You can go, you can go Ingram, and then you can go Carson and the flex. We we all, I think we all agree we like Carson. I think he's in a good spot. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we'll leave it at there. You got a couple guys here that I like. I like, you know, we have Fuller, so you can go Tyreek Hill, which makes a lot of sense. You can go Kelsey, which makes a lot of sense, too. Um, you can go Carson, makes sense. Adam Thielen makes sense. This is a really strong lineup right here. So, you know, we pretty much— You can much- easily fit in Hopkins, too, by the way, with that lineup. If you pay down at running back, Hopkins slides right in. Yeah. So there's a couple of ways to play it. So, uh, Dan, take the helm now on DraftKings. What, what do you like in here? Let's see. Let me just pull the app back up. 
Again, on DraftKings, I just I love Matt Ryan's price is even more appealing on this side. He's only sixty four hundred. So I think for the quarterback position, we can go ahead ahead and lock him in. He won he won me eight thousand okay. dollars this week. <laughs> This this exact week last year, so I'm hoping for a repeat. <laughs> All right, let's do it, man. I'll, I'll I have no problem locking Matt Ryan. So we go Ryan. Um, it's funny. I only built two lineups so far. I got Ryan in both of them, so let's make it a third. <laughs> so Matt Ryan, are we are we locking Julio again? Are we going Hooper? Are we going just one this time? Let's uh let's just make it a little different. But I think you still have to put Hooper in there. We can maybe leave Julio off this one. Hope he spreads it around more. Yeah. All right. Are we are we locking Brown again? He's got to be super cheap on DraftKings. What does he cost? I think he's like freaking thirty five hundred. Yeah, forty three on DraftKings. So you can't yeah. really you can't really pass that up, man. It's too cheap. Um. So, who do you guys want to go with? Our and is it? Zeke is it Dalvin Cook? Is it Ingram again? Um, is it Carson who's really cheap here? I like I personally between Henry and Carson, I just I really like their price. It's you know sixty one hundred for Henry, six thousand for Carson. So I mean, just depending on who you think is going to do better, you know, I would go between these two and get get another value guy. Well, not not value, but a, a mid range guy in there. Okay. Um... Remembering though, just so you know, Adrian Peterson is super cheap on, on DraftKings as well. Right, he's 4,500. So that's another option right there. But let's let's leave it as Brown and Carson. Um, Dave, who do you want to ride receiver? Who's your top guy on the on the board here? Well, we have to put in Michael Gallup because I said he's my Will Fuller this week. So <laughs> 600 DraftKings, just go ahead and lock him in. Michael yeah. lineup. You got a guy here, Dan, or no? Oh, sorry, sorry. You were breaking up for a second there. Yeah. So I think for the next guy, because so we're getting away from Julio Jones, but somebody's going to get these targets. I know that the Bengals are really bad against the slot, and I know a lot of people are more in tune with playing Sanu. So I think we can pivot here and go Calvin Ridley. I like him a little bit more just because of the low ownership. So I think we can go Calvin Ridley for 5,700 on this lineup. You guys both told me before, so I just want to bring back this point about, you know, one of our subs. So you both told me you like a quarterback with one receiver, but we're going to lock Hooper with Ridley in both lineups here? See, this is the, the, the one circumstance I'll make an exception for is just the Cardinals are just so bad against tight ends, like – it's it's really bad, and and last week was an outlier. I think just based on you know where Tyler Eifert is in his career and all the injuries he's had, and just how bad the Bengals' offense is. So I think Cooper does have a have a good week here, and he's only five k. So it's for me with tight ends, I I'll either eat the chalk, pay way down, you know, or spend up. So this week I think it's a a, a chalk week for me, and he's just in too good of a spot. So. Yeah, I'm locking. I'm locking Hooper as much as possible. So I, I completely agree with that. Um, a guy I'll lock in for us here, um, which we really we really haven't talking about. I think kind of gets forgotten here about how bad the Philadelphia secondary is. Is stealing. He's been super consistent. I think the game stays somewhat close. He's found the end zone in in two of the four weeks they played. 
Um, so I like Thielen. I think he gets you 20 points, safe floor. Um, now, with that, you pretty much can get any defense you want and then have a nice spot for the flex. You know, you can go back to the Ravens or you can go to, you know, the Redskins if you want to be a little cheaper and pretty much get a Amari Cooper or a Kelsey or a Cup. Um, a lot of guys make sense here. So we'll leave it at that. Um, I think um, we, we gave you guys enough ideas. I'll ask you a last question. I know, Dave, you already said you got Michael Gallup in the Millie Maker lineup. Dan, who do you got in the Millie Maker? Oh, man. No, it's coming, man. I, I got to uh, ask the question. I just I think I think that the, the coach follows through this week. I think that Adrian Peterson – uh, I think he's good. I think he's good for two touchdowns this week, man. I think he's gonna have a nice day. Okay. Now I have him in my original mocks too. You know, it's the it's one of the best matchups on the board. It makes a lot of sense. Um, let me see who I got here. Uh, la, 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 la. Listen, if if Brandon Cooks is out, I think Cooper Cup makes a lot of sense. These injuries are gonna shake a lot of things out. You know, especially if Kamara's out. You got Latavius Murray. Um, looks like Brown is gonna be in the lineup. So. He'll probably be on a million maker lineup, but I'm not going to mention him. I'm going to say, let's go Amari Cooper. You know, I think he's going to be forgotten here. Let's go with Cooper on a million maker and, and ride that one out. Um, I'm going to go against uh, Dave's call on uh, Gallup and go Cooper because I think they light up the Jets here. As long as the weather, you know, is permitted, it's not windy in New York or cold in New York, I think it makes a lot of sense. Check your weather. You know, make sure you check out WindDailySports.com. We're going to be in Slack. We're going to be doing our live stream, you know, Sunday morning at around 11 o'clock. We'll be doing our show on Sirius Satellite Radio tomorrow night, 11 p.m. Eastern, on Fantasy Sports Radio Channel 87. Um, we'll be publishing more articles. And Slack is, you know, for the most part where it's at. So make sure you're in Slack. You know, we'll be talking up all day tomorrow, all day Sunday morning. And then, you know, like like Dan said, he had a big week going into, you know, week six last year. So, I wouldn't be surprised if someone has a monster week going in. It's a shorter week. I like these shorter weeks. I think there's, you know, better better focus to, to, to lock in on players. I like the bye weeks. I think it's easier to not have to worry about 14 different games or 12 different games of all these random people potentially having these crazy games. So it's more focused, and there's not too many big games. So there'll be a lot of ownership, so you can pivot easier and uh, get around these plays. But uh, check out WindDailySports.com. Dan, Dave, thanks for – you know, sharing your Friday night with me. And uh, we'll be in Slack talking it up. You guys have a good night, and we'll be back, you know, tomorrow. All right, man. Thanks. Thank Later, you. guys.